Welcome to the Love University on the campus of Triad Christian Center with your host and instructor, Pastor Joshua Lockett. Today, we kick off our new series of Real Love, How to Love in a Real Way. Let's tune in to our class that is already in session. Your affection for him. Come on, just the musicians, just begin to play. begin to make your own song to the Lord. honor you Lord we bless you Lord we love you no matter what in the good times and the bad times and the happy times Lord help us even now to move into a place of consecrated love unto you Lord passionate love for you Lord you've been so good to us Lord the least we can do is respond to you Lord and give you our lives and sacrifice them before you you are worthy of the praise you are worthy of the praise you are worthy of the glory. You are worthy of the honor. Hallelujah, Jesus. Glory. Glory to the Lamb of God who was and is and still to come. Lord, I praise. I declare you're holy. I declare you're mighty. I declare you're wonderful. I declare you're Prince of Peace. I declare you're the King of Kings. I declare you're the Lord of Lords. And Jesus, you are coming soon. Lord, you're coming soon. You're coming soon. You're coming soon, Lord. And I pray we're waiting for you in love. I pray we're waiting for you in affection, Lord, that your bride is passionate about their groom. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Yes. Yeah. your name sing that we love your name Lord help us to love your name help us to bless your name Lord, we know that means lifestyle, but Lord, help us to bless it, not with just words, but with our lives. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, we pray even now, the spirit of wisdom and revelation be released 
that the eye of the hearts be flooded with light on today, that your kingdom would come, Lord, and rush in, that your will would be done in our midst. As it is in heaven, I pray it's being done on the earth. Lord, I pray even now that you are opening the eyes of our hearts, that we're seeing things from a different perspective. We're seeing things from a different place, Lord, because we're in your spirit, Lord. I pray for that right now. <laughs> in the name of Jesus, Lord, I do pray. Come on, everybody say amen. Come on, say amen. And one more time, say amen. Amen. It is so. It is so. It is so. It is so. Well, I welcome everybody. Thank you for joining us today on this snowy Sunday morning. Amen. There's so much snow to be seen outside. Amen. For those of you that are here in the land of living, give a shout of praise on the chat and in the house. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. But I do welcome everybody. Thank you for joining us. On We are talking about love this morning. We're going to start our journey on defining love. We talked about last month, why love. Now we're talking about what is love. So I want to encourage you just to join us uh, in this journey on this month, the whole month of February. We might even go into March. So if you're joining us today and you want to know about real love, this is a great time to join us on today. Amen. Amen. I want to go really quickly in the word. Tell your neighbor, it's a neighbor. It's okay to smile. Amen. I, I know that you might have had a rough week, but it's really okay to smile in the midst of your pain. Amen. We're not fake. Amen. But we do. We should have a brighter perspective as we walk in Jesus. Go with me to John, 1 John chapter 3, verse 16. You should have your outlines. Um, and if not, you will be, yep, you have it coming. You have it on the text alert. For those of you that do not receive our text alerts, you can sign up today by just going at texting your phone, 81411, and then type in um, TCC announcement, and you'll be able to receive announcements from uh, TCC, and we send those out, our outlines, our message outlines out. Go with me really quickly to 1 John chapter 3, verse 16. Uh, it's amazing because John 3, verse 16 talks about love, and 1 John 3, verse 16 talks about love too. And it says here in this scripture, as we just start off, it says, we know what real love is because Jesus. Come on, that's a good place to put a period. Amen. And But he didn't, he didn't put a period there. He kept going. He says, we know what real love is because Jesus gave up his life for us. We also ought to give up our lives for our brothers and sisters. I want to read it one more time. We know what real love is. We know what real love is, and that's going to be my prayer throughout this series that we come into a greater understanding of what real love is. And it says, because Jesus gave up his life for us, so we also ought to give up our lives for our brothers and our sisters and sisters. So this, uh, this series that we're about to start, Real Love, we may go into March continuing this series. And as I said before, um, as I said before in the last series, we wanted to answer the question, why love? Why talk about love this year? Why focus in on it? And there were many, there were different points. If you go back and look at the old videos, you can see as far as why we need to talk about love this year and why it's healthy and helpful to talk about love. Um, and in Love University, you know, my, my dad and, 
and, and probably other people said that what cannot be defined cannot be determined. And so it's very important that when you go into any type of Bible study or you get into the word and you ask, Lord, how does this apply to me? We got to first be able to ask the question, what does it mean to me? Because if we know what it means, we're able to define it. And if we're able to define it, we're able to determine if it's operating in our lives. Now, we've already kind of started to define it somewhat in the why series of majoring in love, why we need to major and make it the priority this year. We kind of got into it somewhat, but this next month, um, we're going to take the time just to dive into it. And I'm just going to say this off the gate. Um, in, when you read the Word of God, it's very important, no matter if you're a new believer or you're a more mature believer in the Lord, it's very important that you become a person that is analytical in a good way. And what I mean by that is that it's okay to think in the Holy Ghost. And when you read scriptures, sometimes you see them on surface level and you say, oh, I know what that means. I got it. But when you read back over two months later, you say, I really got it now. And when you read back over two years later, you say, I really, really got it now. And, you know, revelation is an unraveling uh, principle. Jesus, uh, he was he came. He was the word of God. And that's how most probably knew him as the word of God. Then he became flesh. There was another revelation. He was God amongst us. He was Emmanuel. Then he showed himself at the Lazarus tomb as the resurrection. Come on, can I get amen? So revelation, it, it increases. And so love is something that you don't, you know, you can't just say, I got it. <laughs> There's more about love because God is love. And there, we ain't figured out all God yet. So if we haven't figured out all God, then there's more to love that we can learn about. Can I get an amen? So when we talk about real love, we, we need to understand what real love is. Now, I don't have this point on here, but I'm going to tell you just in a simple way, real love really is God because God is love. But I want to give you um, some attributes today of real love and what it means. And again, I just want you by the spirit of God and through scripture to be open minded to the points that I'm going to give you. Now, this year, when we uh, began this journey of love, I believe it was very important that we talked about love in the midst of so much tension. There's so much division, I believe, in the camp. And I'm not just talking about in, outside of the church. I'm talking about inside the church. There is division. There is back and forth about whether or not to take the vaccine. Come on, how many of you had a conversation back and forth? I ain't taking it. I got to see somebody else get it. And you, you ain't right. You want to see somebody else get it. That ain't right. You ain't right. That ain't love. Amen. I want to see what. That's wise, Pastor. No, come on now. I want to see what happened to them. I want to see if they arm fall off or something. Listen, y'all know you had the conversation. So it's a vaccine conversation. We've had the woke conversations, uh, BLM conversations, and, and can you vote for president this, and can you vote for president that? And that's not right if you voted for president, you fill in the blank, and it's not right if you vote for president this, and it's a back and forth in the church about that. And, 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 and there's, there's, conversa there's, there's a lot of tension. I don't know if you realize there's a lot of tension nowadays and those are just major conversations and then you come down to the family level and the personal level and there's conversations taking place right there some maybe being sparred by or provoked by financial issues that are erupting in this world and because people are going through so much strain and so much pressure sometimes they're bringing it home and it's turning into domestic violence maybe and and all kind of tension is rising 
But guess what? We have an answer. Amen. And our answer is in Jesus. Amen. We have hope in Christ Jesus. And, and while some have, have really gone in a, in, a, in a downward spiral, some have taken this moment to get better, not bitter. Can I get an amen? That's very important that we take that perspective because the Bible says all things work together for the bad. No, for the good of them that what? There goes the love that love him. So that's that's part of the that's part of the, the qualification for that scripture even applying. We got to love him. Come on. Can I get an amen? So. When, when we talk about real love this year, we're not just talking about loving the Lord. We're talking about loving each other. John says, I believe it's John, he says, how can you say you love God who you don't see when you don't love people who you can see? And so loving out and loving up is, is, is going to be a goal that I'm putting out there for us in a greater way. And then also receiving love. Uh, in, the, in the months to come, I'm, we're probably going to do a series where we talk about just receiving and accepting God's love and what that means and the difference between love and the difference between grace. And it's very important that we understand those differences because today as we get into some of the message, you're going to see a little bit, some of that. And I believe it's important that we know just the lines that we should draw between what is love and what's not love. So anyway, let's get into real love. And um, I want to give you my first point about real love. Real love is customized. Can I get an amen? That means that is the tailor-made. Amen. Now, you know, if, if any of you have children, you probably can attest to this. You love all your children, but you don't treat all your children the same. Can I get an amen? So, there's an idea out there that if you love me, you should treat me just like you treat everybody else. And that's not even how God operates. Hmm, that, I told you. Now, you know we can give scripture, but we don't know how much scripture we'll give today. God does not treat everybody the same. He loves everybody, but he doesn't treat everybody the same. It's the idea that we have even in Black History Month of equity and, and equality. The difference between the two because you've all probably seen the picture where you got the three people standing on uh, the stool, one stool, you got a grown man, like a big guy, a middle-sized child, and you got the baby. How many of you ever seen that picture before? Okay, go, go look it up. It's, it's a really good illustration, I believe, of equity. And they're all trying to see the baseball game. And in, in the picture, that's the picture of equality. Everybody gets one stool. The picture of equity shows where the grown man is. I'm saying it's the grown man. I don't know if he was grown. It's a picture and it's the back of somebody's head, so I don't know. But he's standing without a stool. The middle-sized person is standing with one stool. And like the little baby is standing with two stools. And they're all able to see over that same fence because they all got the help that they needed and that was appropriate for them. And so my point in saying all of that is that when you talk about the way God loves us and the way God shows his love for us, it is a customized experience. It is a tailor-made, tailor-fit experience. You even see that where the Bible says that God chooses who he shows mercy to. 
In other words, he doesn't show mercy to everyone the same way. Romans 9 talks about that. And that's why it's important not to be so stuck in someone else's testimony and journey. Because just because God showed them mercy in that area doesn't mean he will show you mercy in that area. And just because he showed you mercy in that area doesn't mean he'll show someone else mercy in that area. The Bible says to whom much is given. Are y'all with me? Much is required. Now, God loves everybody, even in the old covenant, but he holds us to a higher standard in the new covenant. Are y'all with me? So I'm just showing you in a broad perspective that God doesn't treat everybody the same. And I think that one of the things we need to establish this year as we get into talking about real love is we need to realize that just because you should love everybody, it doesn't mean you, should, you have to treat everybody the same way. You will read throughout the course of Scripture. You will read where God would expound and talk to some people more than he would talk to other people. There are different levels of relationship that you'll see in Scripture. One of the relationships in Scripture that you'll see, Galatians, actually Ephesians chapter 5, forgive me, in verse, uh, in verse 23, 24, somewhere around there, it talks about, actually, sorry, Ephesians 5, verse 31 through 32, it talks about how Christ loved for the church. So in other words, it compares the church to the bride of Christ. That's one relationship. Then Jesus in John 15, which I'm going to read you in a little bit, calls his disciples friends. That's not for everybody. Everybody is not a friend of God. Can I get an amen? It says to be a friend of the world makes you an enemy. <laughs> Are y'all with me? So everybody doesn't get treated the same. Even when we go to heaven... Now, you got to understand, everything I'm saying is coming from love itself. So when you see how God treats people, you're seeing how love treats people. So, so, so when you read, even when we go to heaven, you know, Jesus is going to be very clear that as a man, he's going to have the highest honor. So he's going to be treated differently than anyone else in all of heaven. You say, well, God, you love us all. No, it is his only beloved son. He's got honor, and he's got honor. That, that goes to show me that just because you should love everybody doesn't mean you should honor everybody the same. Oh, y'all not talking to me. The Bible, I believe, talks about how we should, for certain people, we should do this for them and do this to them. And, and, do, and we'll, we'll get into that, but a lot of times people say, if I love everybody, I should honor everybody. You should honor the position if the position is there, but that doesn't mean you have to honor the person. Sometimes that's a difference. Because the Bible tells us in Scripture, for instance, don't even eat with such people. Oh, I'm, I'm, I think I'm moving too fast. I just want us to get this understanding because this is the issue that we have. Our, some, of our, some of the next generation is getting frustrated because they may be asking a question, why do, we, why do we have to forgive so much? Why do we have to show mercy to people who are doing us wrong? I don't get it. It seems like there should be some type of justice and some type of accountability called into account when we have these conversations like about racial tension, racial injustice. Something has to be done. I know we preach and teach love, <laughs> but aren't there boundaries? Come on, y'all ever, ever asked that? I mean, I know I'm supposed to love my coworkers, but after a while, some stuff is just crazy. I don't care what you say. I, I, we, we need to get them fired. What's the balance? And that's what I hope to do in this series because... I think you got to understand, for instance, I'll give you, for instance, another for instance. The Bible says God loves the world. 
But even in loving the world, he gives them the free will to separate from him. So God can love you from a distance. Y'all not talking to me. I'm just trying to share with you what the scriptures say about real love. Because sometimes we have a, a mindset and a definition of love that is not a picture of real love. It's what we've thought it to be. So that means that, so that means that the Bible says God disciplines those whom he loves. So those, that's a certain group of people. So that means he don't whoop everybody the same. Is that not scripture? Do you go out and just whoop every child? For those of you that were parents, did you whoop every child you saw that was acting up? No, because they weren't your children. And you know if you whoop them, you're going to have to face the parent. Don't you put your hands on my, how dare. And they might not say a lot of blessing words. They might say some curse words. Amen. If you don't touch nobody else's child, can I get an amen? And so we see here that we know that loving people doesn't mean we treat everybody the same. So how we express that love can bring a customized experience. There were some people, and I've, I've, I've done this survey before and try it. I think even before the pandemic, I've done, I've done this survey. But if you, and I want you to help me out. This is interactive. So let the eggs go just for a little bit. I know you're cooking your bacon, but just for a little bit. This is the deal. How many of you were the children growing up that all you needed to get back in line when you were acting up was just to look? Raise your hand. Put your hand. Put a hand emoji up if you're on Facebook or YouTube. Put your hand. All right, put it down. How many of you needed more than a look? You needed a look and you needed a stare. Raise your hand. Somebody raised their hand before I even got finished. That's <laughs> so how many of you needed a look and you needed a you needed, you needed a look. No, no, I messed it up. How many of you needed a look? Raise your hand again. Let me give it one more time. How many of you needed a look and you needed time out? How many of you did not have time out? You knew no such thing as time out. <laughs> okay, but just go with me. How many needed a look? You needed time out and you needed a talk. Raise your hand. The talk went like this, boy, if you don't, how many of you, need, how many of you just needed to talk? They didn't do anything yet. They're just telling you at the, at, the, at the mall, if you keep on acting like this, it's going to be me and you when we get home. Then you try to jump into bed early because you want to, you ain't never going to sleep that early. Going to sleep at 8 o'clock, 6 o'clock. They said the sun ain't even going down all the way yet. But you, I'm sleeping. No, you're not. You're trying to get away from a whooping. Amen. But how many needed more than a look? You needed more than a talk, and you needed more than time out. You needed some pain. Come on now to your physical man. Raise your hand. I got two people that want to be honest in here. The, the point of the matter is, is that they all loved their children, but they knew that Johnny needed a look. They knew that Susie needed more than a look. She needed a whoop. Can I get an Amen. And, 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 and they loved everybody, but they treated everybody the same. Now, this is the spirit of socialism. Because socialism says everybody should have the same thing. And that's not kingdom. When you look at the kingdom, Jesus clearly says the greatest amongst you shall be servants. Which means there are, there are diversities in greatness. Come on. And the least. And the least amongst you. They, there, are, there are levels in the kingdom.
Enjoying our podcast? Well, we invite you to join us live Sundays at 11 a.m. Eastern. Tune in on Facebook or YouTube by searching Triad Christian Center or visit our website, www.triadchristiancenter.org. And if we don't teach that, we teach what we call socialism. And even some might say communism, where everybody has the same amount of money, everybody has the same amount of blessing, everybody has the same amount of of compliments, everybody makes sure it's equal for everybody. No, that's not kingdom. In heaven, you're going to see some people with really big mansions, I believe, and you're going to see some people with smaller mansions. Thank God I just got in. Can I get an amen? I don't care if I got an apartment. I don't, you know, you know what I'm saying? I don't care if I got a cardboard box in heaven, just as long as I got there. Amen. Getting frustrated because you ain't got a mansion like that. You up in heaven getting jealous. How you going to get jealous up in heaven? I just want to be on the, I just want, put me on the streets of gold. I sit there for the rest of But I'm saying that to say this, that our concept of love can't be everybody gets the same amount of everything. Equal this, equal that. That's not love. It's customized. Say customized. It's tailor-made. And so with that being said, uh, in John chapter 15, verse 14, this is the scripture I have here on your outline. He says, you are my friends. If you do what I command, I no longer call you slaves. That's another level, slave, being a slave of God. He says, because a master doesn't confide in his slaves. In other words, I don't talk to my slaves the same way I talk to my friends. He says, now you are my friends since I have told you everything the Father told me. Abraham was a friend of God. Amen. Moses talked to the Lord as if he was a friend. So we know that in God's broad spectrum of love, him being love, that when he's expressing it and he's communicating with people, he does not treat everybody the same, which helps some people out on the online and even in the room because you're hearing about love, love, love this year. And you're saying, because, I'm in lo- because I love this person, that means I have to go back and be BFF with them for the rest of my life. That's not what we're saying this year. Some people, you can love people, but the relationship may never be restored. Y'all didn't talk to me. The relationship will still be out of whack, but yet God still commands you to love them. And it's not so much for them, per se, as it is for you. You got to make sure your heart stays free from unforgiveness and bitterness. Can I get an amen? All right, number two. That brings me up, and this is kind of, I could have used these at the same point, but love has categories. There are different types of love. There are different, if you look in Scripture, different ways that you can show love, or there are different titles of love. In the Bible, it says in um, Hebrews chapter 13, Verse 1, to help me out, this is a, I don't have it on your outline, so just go there really quickly. Hebrews 13, verse 1. And we want to go to the Amplified Version. Not Amplified, KJV, sorry. It says, let brotherly love continue. Say brotherly love. So that's a certain type of love, Okay. There's a different type of love as a brotherly love. And this, 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 is, this is so important because God even has, I believe, categories of how we should love. There are categories in which we should love. 
And this is what some people might call phileo. Phile not filet mignon, phileo. Phileo love, all right? So this is brotherly love. This is just an example. So God loves us all unconditionally. But I also believe there are categories of love within love. Just like they're different, like, you know, you got COVID-19 and you got the virus, but do you know COVID-19 is actually one of the strands of a major virus? They're different strands. And it's one of the strands. I was just reading earlier that one of the strands affects, it's a Middle East respiratory issue. They're different strands of a virus. And so they're different strands of love. They're different categories of, are y'all with me? Of love. So the thing is, is that when we talk about in Scripture, for instance, we say in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 7, I'm just going to give you some Scripture just so you see, and I'm going to let you go home and just toggle with it in your mind. All right? 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 7. Look at what it says. 9, verse 7. Look what it says. 9, verse 7. It says, this is, this is one we, we, we quote a lot of times as far as giving. It says, you must each decide in your heart how much to give. And don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. Why? For God loves. Now, for God loves. A, for God loves everyone no matter how they give. Are y'all with me on this? For God loves, it's a, it's a certain group, God loves a cheerful giver. What does that mean? God loves a person who doesn't give because they feel like they have to. They're forced to. They give because they choose to. And they get to, which means joy. Now, let me just tell you this. Let me, let me help you to understand whether you know whether, whether or not you're in a place where you're a cheerful liver and a cheerful giver. If you feel like you have to take your spouse out on a date, come on now. You ain't a cheerful spouse. Can I? <laughs> when you feel like you have to take care of your children. No, every once in a while, and I admit it could be difficult Sometimes we got to say, Lord, thank God I get to do this. Because there's some people that don't even have children. There's some people that are not married. Somebody said, I got to be single and live holy. No, you get to live single and live holy. This is joy. Say joy. Joy is not, it's, it's, it's a get to attitude. I, I get to fast. I get to worship the Lord. I get to preach the gospel. I get to win souls. I get to give my tithes. The Bible says God loves a cheerful giver, a cheerful giver, a cheerful giver. And the Bible, if you read in the Amplified, says one whose heart is in their giving. But without going too much into that, my point in saying that is this. He gives a specific love to those who are cheerful givers. He could have easily said, I love everybody. No matter what you get, I just love anybody. No, no, no. He said there is a special love that I bestow on people who give cheerfully, who don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. Now, look at what it, now look at what, look at what it says. Look at what it says right after that. And God will generously provide all you need. In the KJV, in verse 8, it says this. And God is able to make all grace abound 
towards you. And I believe this picture right here is a picture of what we call favorable love. This is, this is the love of God where it's like, I like you. See, God loves everybody. He does. He loves everybody with agape love. I just, God, for God so loved the world, John 3.16, I got it on there. John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. But not everybody pleases God. Not everything we do is acceptable to God. For the Bible says, present your bodies. Under grace, this is what it says. Present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. So it doesn't mean you love less just because you don't accept all the stuff people do to you. Y'all not talking to me. That's what has some people saying, why, why are you, why are you taking, you know, I get there's a balance and we're going to balance it out. But some people are taking stuff that should not be accepted because God doesn't even accept everything. He doesn't. God doesn't accept everything. We think love is just accepting every and anything. God doesn't accept everything. So when, it's, when, when God says, present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, that means that there are some things that are unacceptable. And so there are some things that are pleasing, and there are some things that, that do not please God. And God is saying here that God, the Bible says that God loves a cheerful giver. And I believe that's what pleases God, people who are cheerful givers. And that is a pleasurable love. I believe it's the same thing where God comes out of heaven and says, this is my son. This is my beloved son. I believe that was a special love. God loves some people, I believe, through agape love, and he also loves some people through the pleasurable love. That means, boy, you please me. Girl, you please. Ooh, when you did, I love you for doing that. See, you know, it's interesting because as a, and I'll just use this example, a big woot woot to all the married couples. It's one thing to love your spouse with the agape love, but sooner or later, hopefully, you're going to start liking your spouse. I love them with the agape, agape love. Huh? What? Hopefully they start doing things that please you, that you like. The favorable love. The Bible says God loved Jacob, but he rejected Esau. That's Romans chapter 9, verse 13. Wait a minute. God loves everybody, right? Yeah, he does. But the Bible says he loves. So we have to look at that love. What type of love was he talking about? John 16, verse 27. I don't have this on your outline. Just write it down. I know we got a lot of scripture, but we're defining this thing today. Amen. John 16, verse 27. Jesus is talking to his disciples, and he said, this is what he said. I got to go there, and then I got to run through the rest of my points because I took a lot of time for the other ones, but it's okay. John 16, verse 27. Jesus is talking to his disciples. He's talking to them about prayer. And this is what he says, for the Father himself loves you, and I want you to go home and study the mess out of this scripture. John 16, verse 27 says, the Father himself loves you dearly because, wait a minute, uh, no, 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 God, you don't have any conditions on your love. There should not be a love because. Y'all see that? 
So the Father, for the Father himself loves you dearly. Dearly, my dearly beloved son. Dearly. Because, why? Because you love me. So this must not be the agape strand. This is a different strand. As much as I could try to take out because, I can't. Jesus doesn't lie. Looks like there's somewhat of a condition there for that type of love. Because God doesn't accept everything. God doesn't like everything. He loves everyone. It's obvious through the cross. But I believe this is a different strand. He says, loves you dearly because you love me and believe that I came from God. Somebody said, well, I get it. It's, it's faith. He, when you have faith in Jesus. No, 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 no. no let's, 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 let's not get this twisted. Before you were ever even born and you started believing in Christ, he was already loving you. That's agape love. That's not, you don't have to, you just, you can go to hell and he still love you in hell with that love. But there is a pleasurable love where it's just like I go out and get some chicken. I taste it. I say, well, I love this chicken. If it didn't taste good, I wouldn't say that. Why? Because it was pleasing to me. And I don't want God just to love me. I want to please God. I want God to be able to say, that boy right there, every time he lifts his voice to me, I'm pleased by his worship. It's so pure. It comes from his heart. He means every word he sings. That's why even sometimes I have moments where I'm in prayer, I repeat the same thing three and four times. I said, I didn't mean it the first time. I was just throwing it up in the air. And I'm going to tell you, you can't fool God. God looks at the heart. Man looks on the hour. They say, that was good. That was a sincere prayer. God said, that wasn't sincere. He was thinking about the Super Bowl. Come on, y'all with me? We're not just talking about, and, I, and, and again, somebody says, well, it's making me feel rejected. Like God, does. he loves you, but there are layers to intimacy with God. God said, draw not of me, and I'll draw not of you. That was new covenant under grace. So when we talk about passionately loving him, we talk about really, really loving him and loving other people. We got to make sure we put the right guardrails and boundaries up based on the word of God. And I hope this is freeing some people up. Because even in Scripture, it says, in, uh, in 1 Corinthians 7, it says, if you can't keep the peace. Now, i got to go read the Scripture, but it says, if there's no peace, basically, with your spouse, and I believe they're saying it in the context of, if you go to the, make, a, make Jesus your Lord and your Savior, and there's no peace in the home, if the person goes, you can let them go. Now, the, the, reason, the, issue why, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because some people, maybe marital people who have had divorces or people who have people that have left them and abandoned them, they start hearing a message about love, and they go in, they say, Jesus said, turn the other cheek, and you find out that God has not called you to go back and reconcile that relationship. You know why he hasn't called you to do that? Because you already tried, and guess what? They rejected you. And so can I still love them? Yes. Even though they rejected me? Yes but from a distance. Say amen. Saul, Paul, there was a man named, uh, I believe it was John. 
No. It was Barnabas. Their disagreement was so strong that they separated. And I got the name right. They separated over John Mark. You never even hear really about him ever again in Scripture. Paul continues on his apostolic ministry. Did they go to hell? I don't believe they went to hell. But they, there was a point where their disagreement was so strong, they had to separate. And I just want, I want to bring balance to this teaching this year. Because there is a standard that God has in the midst of love. That's, and that's what we got to get. So moving on, next point. Number three, I think I've exhausted that point because we're already at 12 o'clock. Number three, real love is consecrated. In other words, it's holy. It's different. It's set apart. I believe when we really love this year, we will be imitators of God. Ephesians 5 verse 1 says, imitate God, therefore, in everything you do. God is holy, but he's also love. So he, he's actually holy love because you are his dear children. For the scriptures say, you must be holy because I am holy. So when we imitate God, we're imitating love. We're imitating holy, consecrated love. Even in what people call eros love. Y'all ain't talking to me. That's holy love. And by the way, let me just say this to you. Sex, and I'm sorry for saying that word in church, but sex was created before, sex was in God's mind before sin started. How are they going to be fruitful and multiply? Well, the Holy Ghost going to come upon them like Mary. For all them, in his mind, before, sex, before sin was ever committed by Adam, he had in his mind Eros love. Do you know Eros love is holy and is pure in God's eyes? <laughs> say amen. Even if you're not married, say amen. There is a defiled version of that, but the holy version is in marriage, the confines of marriage. So real love is consecrated. Brotherly love is holy, it's consecrated. Number four, real love includes my conduct. So in other words, uh, when it comes to love, we shouldn't just be saying we love people. We should be living that we love people. Our actions should line up with our words. The Bible says in 1 John 3, verse 18, Dear children, less, not, this is actually two verses after he talks about we know what real love is, it's 1 John 3, verse 18. He says, dear, dear children, let's not merely say that we love each other. Let us show the truth by our what? Our actions. Love is shown through actions. For how do we know God? What's one of the ways we know God loves us so much? Because of the cross. All right? So, if you question whether or not somebody loves you because you're like, they, ain't, they haven't complimented me in the last 10 years. They haven't helped me out in the last five years. Then it's a good chance they may not love you anymore. And if I look at my life and I say, when is the last time I've shown love to an individual? And I say, it's in my heart. It's in my heart. But if it's not coming through my actions, it's still not operating at its full level. Because love is shown through actions. When is the last time we just had a random act of kindness, a random act of love? Somebody say breathe. 
Number five, real love is contagious. I don't believe when you I don't believe when you love people well, the love has to stop with them. It can transfer from person to person. I believe I would argue love is more can be more contagious than the coronavirus. It's amazing, too, because we just so concerned. And I'm not saying don't be concerned about it, but, you know, people can't even cough no more around you without you looking three times. Y'all know what I'm talking about? They don't even get out a full cough. It's just a half cough. It's not even a juicy cough. It's just a dry cough. And you in Harris City, you're going all around aisle 11 looking like, who was that? Who was it? Was it her? And you trying to get people, tell me who it was. Y'all know what I'm talking about? And they definitely can't sneeze now. And they can't say something like, oh, man, I don't, I can't. They need to put some more salt in this food. I can't take this. Get up. We go. But I can tell you that love, I believe, can be more contagious than the coronavirus. The Bible says we love each other because he first Love us. That's contagious right there, man. Your love, somebody can catch your love and give it to somebody else. Oh, it is a good thing. See, I want to, see, we, we should make an effort this year that, God, I'm going to catch your love so I can give it to somebody else. Come on now. I want to catch your agape love so I can give it to somebody on my job, so I can give it to somebody at my house. Come on now, so I can give it to somebody in my family. I want to catch your love so I can give it to my neighbor who keep letting their dog in my, in my yard. <laughs> and some of us, you know, it's hard sometimes. Now, I'm not saying you always catch it because some people got on masks. Amen. And they're protecting themselves. There are some people that will choose, even God, they'll reject him. But I believe this. That it's a potential that if you hang around God's love long enough and you open up to it long enough, you're going to catch something. And when you catch it, it's going to be a good catch. Hallelujah. You, it's going to be a good, it's going to be, I know it sounds bad, it's going to be a holy infection. Amen. And I want to be infected with the love of God this year. Can I get an amen? And I want to spread it around the world. Everywhere I go, I want to be contagious with the love of God. And I want, when I love people, that the bitterness they had goes away. The fear they had goes away. The torment they had goes away. Why? Because I've been, I've been infected with the love of God. How many of you say that was my testimony? I had fear. I had bondage. I had addiction. But when I got infected with the love of God, God began to drive that stuff out of my life. I'm so glad I caught love. I'm so glad I caught love love because love lifted me it was love when nothing else could help love lifted me can I ask you a question and I'm not making this a law when is the last time you've been up in your prayer closet you've been worshiping the Lord and all of a sudden you find yourself 30 minutes later crying your eyes out not because you sad, not because you depressed, not because you don't know how you're going to pay your next bill, which I know those are, the bills are real, but because you realize how much God loves you. 
when is the last time you've just been saturated by the experience of God's love? To the point where you got to wear sunglasses out the house. The sun ain't even out that day. Because you don't want nobody to think you've been doing something else. Amen. When the last time you've been in the car driving and you had to be careful because you ain't want to wreck? Because you start singing a song by Tasha. Or you start singing a Maverick music song. You start, you, 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 you start singing about, oh, how he loves me. He loves me so. And you found yourself thinking about all the mess you did and how he still loved you. And didn't just love you, but showed you grace. Come on now. And then you put on your sunglasses. They're going to think I'm crazy. But it don't matter. Amen. Just as long as he loves me. Amen. Listen, you need to get... You need to catch love this year. I know, I know we're concerned about not catching corona, but we need to catch some love this year. Can I get an amen? Every head bow, every eye closed. Let me pray for you. Father, I pray even today that we're catching love. That, we're, that, that, this, that this love that we have from you is contagious. That is so contagious that even if someone is a racist, they'll catch it. That even if someone is a white supremacist, they'll catch it. Even if someone is, 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 is bitter against the, the Caucasian race, they'll catch it. That even if it's a coworker we can't stand now, they'll catch it, Lord. Lord, I pray even now that everywhere we go, we are contagious carrying the love of you, God. I pray that we are a contagious people that provoke one another to love and to good works. Lord, I pray even now that in our families that love, there's an outbreak of love. There is an outbreak of love that cannot be contained. No matter how much the enemy tries to contain it, no matter how much the devil tries to sow seeds of discord, there is a love that is stronger than the grave breaking out. I pray for that even now, Lord. I pray for that love to break forth. And I pray that it will change us. I pray that it will heal us. I pray that it will deliver us. I pray that it will set us free. I pray that it will fill us with power, Lord. I pray for that right now in Jesus' name. Heal hearts, Lord. Heal the hurting hearts that are listening to the sound of my voice today. I declare healing over your heart no matter what you're walking through or have walked through. I declare healing over your hearts in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray that everyone watching and everyone even in this room will experience your love. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, with every head bowed, every eye closed, pray this prayer with me. If you're in here today and you say, or you're watching and you say, you know what? I need to rededicate my heart to the Lord. I need to dedicate myself. I need to commit myself all over again. I need, to, I need to not only receive his love, but I need to receive his grace and his undeserved favor that comes through Christ Jesus. I pray for that even on today. And I need it on today. And I want it on today. I've gotten off the path. I've fallen into bitterness and rejection. And I've fallen into rage. And I've fallen into ungodly rage. And I've fallen into a place of just, I don't want to be around anybody anymore. I've given up on life. But I want to come back to Jesus on this morning. Actually, it's afternoon now. This is my day to do it. And if that's you, pray this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Wash me clean from all my sins. I believe, Jesus, you died and you took my place. You were buried and you rose again. Lord, give me a new heart. Give me a heart that loves. Give me a heart that has compassion. 
Lord, I want to love. Lord, help me to love people like you've loved me. And I pray, Jesus, even now that I receive the infilling of your spirit on this day and that I will never be the same again. I will never be the same again. Lord Jesus, I commit to you and I give you my heart and I give you my mind and I give you my soul. And Jesus, I believe if I have made you ruler over my life and master that I will be with you forever. In Jesus' mighty name. Come on, everybody say amen and give a shout of praise to the Lord if you are thankful for his love. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for your love. Now listen, if you made that prayer today and this was your first time where you had to rededicate, if you don't mind, just put it in the chat box on Facebook or YouTube. Just say, I made a decision for Christ today and just state your name. Listen, you if you made that decision, you can go on, on your phone and text us, and there will be a link sent to you that you can further connect with us. The way you do that is by typing in 81411, and then type in Follow Christ. 81411, and then type in Follow Christ. So make sure, if you can, that you go on and connect with us. The greatest decision you can ever make is to follow Jesus. Amen? Amen. Listen, as we get ready to go, if you are a first-time guest, please, or, or, or you've never connected with us on Facebook or YouTube, go on and subscribe to us. Go on and follow us on Facebook. Um, you can also type in 81411 um, if you are new here and connect with us. Just type in new to TCC or you can type in TCC announcements. Thank you for joining us. Before we go, there are three ways you can give online, four ways if you're here. You can give, on, you can give by text message typing in 336-203-0708 and type in your amount that you would like to give. The other way you can give is you can go online and tr type in tryatchristiancenter.org, click on online giving, and you can give from there. The last way you can give is by mailing in your offering to 4321 Barrel Road, High Point, North Carolina. So you're going to mail that in. Thank you for those of you that have been supporting. May God richly bless you. May he encourage you. We're going to continue on defining real love on Tuesday night. Join us at 7 p.m. May God bless you. May God keep you. You can also join us on prayer in the morning, at prayer for prayer in the morning, and even on Thursday nights at 7 o'clock. God bless you. May he keep you. Have a wonderful rest of the day. Thank you for attending the Love University at Triad Christian Center with your host and professor, Pastor Joshua Lockett. We pray that today's message encouraged you to love God, love yourself, and love others. If you have accepted Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, congratulations. You have made the best decision of your life and we want to celebrate and connect with you. Text follow Christ to 81411. Are you over social distancing? We have plenty of ways for you to connect and engage with our ministry online. Visit us on Twitter and Instagram at Triad Christian, Facebook Triad Christian Center, or on our website, triadchristiancenter.org for more information. We look forward to connecting with you. If you would like to give to our ministry, you may do so by texting 336-203-0708 with any amount. Or visit our website, triadchristiancenter.org slash online underscore giving. 
Lastly, you may send it by mail to 4321 Barrow Road, High Point, North Carolina, 27265, and make all checks payable to Triad Christian Center. Until next time, know that we love you. Be blessed and stay safe.